It's the Askel Send Bites podcast with Margaret Mulholland. Hello everybody, I'm Margaret Mulholland, Askell's SEN and Inclusion Specialist and I'm delighted to be here today with Catherine Walsh, colleague and friend who I've worked with over the last few years, particularly around an Education Endowment Foundation project looking at the efficacy of leadership of SEND in schools. Um, secondary schools across the country and Catherine we've learned so much from that experience haven't we and have been able to feed that I hope into this teacher handbook for SEND. So welcome today to our um, ASCAL introduction to the teacher handbook SEND. Catherine do you want to introduce yourself and then tell us how this came about this wonderful resource that we're exploring this morning? Yeah, well, thank you for having me uh, here to speak about the resource with you, Margaret. Um, as Margaret said, my name is Catherine Walsh, and um, my, my day job to say is I am a lead for inclusion across a multi-academy trust in Oxfordshire. But obviously, Margaret and I are also working on an EEF trial together, and we also worked really closely on the development for the Teacher Handbook Send. This is a really exciting resource that was released in January 2022 that we're really hoping will provide teachers and school leaders with the, the practical guidance that they need to develop effective provision uh, for the children and young people with SEND, well, really for all children and young people um, within their schools. And the, the reason we think that this is the really uh, a, a key resource is that the focus of the document was really on looking at what high quality teaching looks like for all children, including those with SEND, because we know that what happens in the classroom makes the biggest difference for all of our learners. And that really is the foundation to any SEND provision is the day-to-day -day teaching in the classroom. And what it says on the front there is embedding inclusive practice. And that was exactly the driver, wasn't it? You know, how do you build young people with SEND into the provision? into the classroom ambitions for attainment and high expectations, rather than feeling that we have to always do something different for them in order for them to, and I say in inverted commas, catch up, that we've taken a very different lens to this resource, haven't we? And, and yeah. it's, it's a copious uh, document. It's a, it's a big document. Um, and I think it's really important to say that it's a, a, a very navigable document. So people aren't going to have to read it as start to finish, but actually to be able to dip in and out of it. Do you want to say a little bit about that in terms of its usage? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's exactly how we see this document being used. Um, it, it is it is a long document, but we wanted to write it to all teachers. And you mentioned the title Embedding Inclusive Practice. We were really um, careful in our word choice because Every child is unique. Every classroom is unique. So it's it's not for any of us to say, yes, I am an expert on SEND. In meeting the provision um, or developing provision and meeting the needs of learners with SEND, it is something that we're constantly learning over time. And I think that really comes through this document, Margaret, what you always say so brilliantly is the most important thing we could do is to get to know the learners in our classroom. And in this resource, we've written it for all teachers, for all leaders, anybody at any stage in their career, so when you're working with a child and you want to figure out how you can meet their needs or develop effective provision, this is that resource that you can go to. So we decided to keep it completely online um, so that it is, as you said, very navigable. And it's, it's a document that we put in hyperlinks throughout. 
So there are links to other sections within the handbook. So say you're reading in section one about graduated approach and you wanna learn more about that four part process, you can go right to section six. That'll bring you to more information about the graduated approach and even some detail about the teacher's role within identification and use of the graduated approach. But like that, likewise, we also embedded um, numerous links throughout the document looking at high quality external websites so that we see this as a starting point for teachers. You're observing a child in your class, you might see them um, not making as much progress as you had hoped. You might see a new behavior and you can dip into this resource to get some information, some practical guidance that hopefully you can then use to support that child in your class. Uh, I'll say one thing quickly here, just because we know that there is a, an absolute wealth of resources, um, you know, through books, through the internet. Um, what we really wanted to do to make this document different is we wanted to bring the theory into life. So what you'll see throughout the handbook are case studies that were shared by contributors uh, to the handbook of children and young people with SEND that they were working with within their classrooms. And then some of the guidance we also wrote into checklists that teachers can work through to ensure that they have that inclusive environment within their, their lessons. Yeah, so it really does um, think about how you use what we call from the SEND code of practice, the graduated approach, that assess, plan, do, review. And I think, you know, you and I, when we're doing uh, training, when we're working with schools, when we're working in the classroom, we're always talking about how great teachers use that approach every day, don't they? They assess their classroom, they look for clues and um, cues in terms of what children can do and then they try to build on that and this document really does do that bringing theory to practice it, it it looks at that graduated approach and he says what does that look like in practice and how can i review and refine and improve and scaffold and support so um a really i think the thing that we have heard for a long time teachers say you know i know the principles but i want to see it in practice and I think all credit to everybody who's contributed to this resource in really making that a reality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as you said, it's the, the graduated approach is, is, is kind of the bread and butter of what we do as teachers. We never go into a lesson without reflecting on how the, the previous lesson went and without looking at the books of the children's progress. And, you know, we're doing that assess. We're looking carefully at where their learning is so that we can build a lesson that moves the children, young people forward in the curriculum and obviously um, develops their knowledge. So we almost wrote the, the handbook to that structure where if you see the first four sections being understanding your role, knowledge of the learner, planning inclusive lessons, and creating an inclusive environment are what we expect to see in every classroom, you know, kind of those building blocks of what an inclusive classroom looks like, uh, a classroom that can meet the needs of all children and young people. But what we wanted to do was align the guidance to that graduated approach, the assess, plan, do, review. So section five is subject-specific guidance, and you know, I have to give credit to the brilliant contributors. Um, SLEs and heads of department across the country worked on these with us, where we gave them a series of questions to write to about how they effectively meet the needs of children and young people with SEND within their subject areas. And as we were talking to you before about um, how teachers and school leaders can use this resource, we have the subject-specific guidance as that starting point. So you see a child not making as much progress. You have some wonders about how they're working within the curriculum, within your subject. You'll go into this section um, to, to get some 
uh, guidance on how you could potentially support some barriers to learning that you might be seeing in the lessons. This can be for children and young people with SEND, or it also could be um, for children and young people who do not have SEND that you just want to develop a better understanding of and think about what teaching strategies you could put in place. Absolutely. So it's that kind of noticing and responding to what's happening in your classroom and saying, how can I dig a little bit deeper around this? How can I be curious in relation to this learner and what's happening for them? And, and that opportunity to look for resource that can support you to do that effectively, which sits within this document. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think in, in a minute we could share a little bit of that guidance, what it looks like in practice. But, you know, we in terms of keeping this in line with the graduated approach, as a classroom teacher, you, you might be trialing some of the strategies. You know, if you're trialing them over a period of time and you're not seeing progress, the next section of the handbook is a graduated approach, which looks at your role in potentially identifying SEND, how you can work with the SEND Co and external agencies. And then from there, we go on to strategies to scaffold learning, which would be um, kind of more condition-specific guidance that I think we're used to seeing more in, um, in different documents and, and different resources and things like that. So we really tried to align this to the, the graduated approach. Um, to keep this in terms of noticing the learning in your classrooms, what we gave SLEs and heads of department were a series of questions about barriers to learning that teachers might be seeing. So how can I support the children and young people who um, struggle with attention or struggle with change and transition? How can I support children and young people who um, struggle to access lessons because of literacy or numeracy difficulties. And what we did is we had um, SLEs write three to four bullet points as starting points for teachers of strategies that they could try or resources they can use within their lessons. Um, now, we didn't want it to be one size fits all. So in working with the contributors, we also said, if there's other barriers to learning that might present in your subject, please let us know and write some strategies for this. So um, one of the things that you might have seen was how can I support children and young people with sensory needs in music lessons or in math? How can I support children and young people who struggle with confidence? So we're really trying to keep this, you know, it's it's practicing classroom practitioners who wrote the guidance. So it's as relevant as um, we hope it can be. And then just to say as well, you know, it is a starting point. We see a lot of teachers entering the, the resource through that subject specific guidance. If you want to know more about how you can develop uh, an inclusive classroom environment, or if you want to think a bit deeper about planning inclusive lessons, sections three and section four cover this in detail and really look at those four key components. So our teaching practices and routines, the classroom organization, the physical environment, and then the relationships, because we know how important relationships are in the classroom and across the wider school. It really does do that sort of Bromfenbrenner um, ecosystem approach, doesn't it? It tells us how we can adapt what's around the young person, how we can change those relationships, change the classroom organisation, and how those teaching adaptations can help support progress for that young person. So a fantastic resource, Catherine. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Um, we talked about how it, it helps bring theory into practice and we talked about um, the opportunity for every teacher to engage in this resource and every leader. I can see it being such a driver for middle leaders in supporting their departments to think more deeply about their children with SEND and, and any learning difficulty. Mm. Absolutely, it's a great resource for, for subject leaders to go in to think about because 
what we know is um, we don't wanna be doing things specifically for children and young people with SEND. We wanna think about the curriculum. We wanna think about our teaching and learning and think about all children and young people. And, and that does start from subject leaders thinking about their subject. So if we're trying to teach this concept, how can we be scaffolding effectively so that all children are able to, to access and make progress in the curriculum? And it gives that shared language. So hopefully groups of subject leaders can get together and look at this document. And this is a document that we can continue to build over time as we learn more and more about the children and young people um, that we're working with. I'm going to let us finish there because okay. I really want people to now click into the document and start exploring these different sections. I love the fact that we're on the page at the moment where we're looking at some of those executive functions and cognition and learning, but linking very clearly to some of those principles around Rosenshine, cognitive psychology, but demonstrating how fundamental those are to utilise in relation to young people with SEND rather to, than to think of them as a way to cover more of the curriculum more rapidly. Um, so I really urge everybody listening today, whether you're a school leader, a mat leader, a middle leader, a leader in the classroom, then please do download the resource and really have a dip through and then start considering how do I use this as part of my CPD offer within the school setting? How do I embed SEND rather than having a SEND focus every term for staff or every half term? How do we make sure that every CPD session takes account of young people with learning difficulties? So when we talk about how does this affect the children in my classroom, we add at the end of that particularly those with SEND. Thank you so much, Catherine. Fantastic resource and thank you for sharing with us. I hope you'll come back and that we can do some leading on sessions to really explore some of these uh, aspects of the resource. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. Thanks so much. The Ask or Send Bites podcast with Margaret Mulholland.